When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Math Monday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Bree Maestas. We are live from Mile High Sports Studios here in the Tech Center. The Broncos Blitz podcast is brought to you by State Farm. No, that's just the guy. That's just the guy. It's uh, Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Uh, Total Beverage, TotalBev.com. Shout out Mike Stadium Sports Cards as well. All those guys uh, help us win this podcast. Try to do a good job for them. Go support those guys. Um, okay, Bree, I would say that if this were a couple few weeks ago, I'd come in here and I'd be like, welcome into the Broncos Blitz podcast with Danny and Bree or whatever. So I'm not happy about what happened with the Broncos yesterday. I'm actually quite sad and disappointed. Mm-hmm. There's an um, emotional disconnect that I'm kind of... Um, it, it's happened, and it's been easy over the past several seasons. Um, at this point in the season, you just kind of move on from the Broncos, and um, you know you try to focus on the Avalanche and on the Nuggets who are doing great, and then you know, the conversation around the Broncos turns into the draft and like what's next little bit of different circumstances now, at least with what the team is, but not in the fact that now at this point in the season, I'm trying to. Are you on the train to apathy town? I'd, uh, yes, that's a big word. I'm not sure what the meaning is, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think so. Like I, you just don't, you're trying not to care or you maybe don't. No, it's not trying not to care. That's different. Apathy is where like you just kind of honestly don't care anymore. It's like the yeah. beaten up to can't be swayed. Bad. Yeah. Just sort of existing. I am just sort of existing in the world. I mean, listen, if we have to talk about this team and they're not doing so great, you can't be down in the dumps for too long. You just kind of have to call it like it is. Should we try the Vikings Blitz podcast? Yeah, yeah. Vikings pulled off one hell of a win. That was an incredible win. Probably the best victory of any team over another team the entire season because of the way they came back in that game, the Vikings, and the way that they kind of just wouldn't take no for an answer. And the verdict was still like seven and one, man, you know, seven and one and kind of still disrespected a little bit. Like no one thought they were at the Eagles level. Mm -hmm. Well, I think everybody does now, but I mean, they really rallied. It, it was remarkable to see. Their best players made big plays. Their quarterback delivered. Justin Jefferson is, you know, I think, solidified himself as, like, the best receiver in the NFL for the 2023 season. Or 2022 season. Um, yeah. You know, and then on the flip side, the Broncos go up 10-0, to zero, and then, like, that's it. It's like, it just, that, that's just it. Well, everyone was saying, okay, they scored 10 points. That should be enough to do it in this game. The defense should be able to carry the rest. And you're like, I... 20. 
We, we said yesterday, first one on Friday or Saturday, first one of 20 wins. And we had Drotar on, and he was like, after the radio show, he was like, uh, Danny? Because he was like, oh, Danny. Like, his voice is all, he was like, I said first one of 16. Nailed it. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> listen, D-Voice. <laughs> you did, but I'm not happy about it. It sucks. And then Konisberg puts out there. If the Broncos score 18 points in all of their games, all nine of their They're games. They're 7-2, right? They're 8-1. Oh! If the Broncos score just 8, not 19 and not 20, not 21, 18 points <laughs> in all nine of their games, they're 8-1 this season. So it just is like kicking the, you have a gina, but it's like a kick in the balls. I'm fucking mad. It sucks. It's super disappointing. It's like, it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Because, I, you know, that's a, a way to put it because of, the expectations so high on the season, and you're just because of again they l- swung for the fences to land a trade for Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and we thought immediately everything would change. And in a weird way, it's just the same. I wouldn't say they've gotten worse because even though Pat Shermer's offense did score 17 or 18 points, the entire league was scoring a lot more points last year and the last couple of years as well. So like the entire league offensively is down. So the Broncos aren't any worse or any better than they were the last couple few years, but it is truly just the same. I'm not asking them to score 32 points. I You're seeing what Justin Fields is doing with the Bears, where he's scoring a ton of yeah. points, and they still can't win. They're 0-3. Let's talk about a hot topic for a debate, Sertan, over Justin Fields. Sertan. I mean, I get the, I, I get yeah. the notion that... that Justin Fields could have worked out here with Denver, but well, there's also again the idea though is it's you it's Fields and your first round picks that you lost on the Russell Wilson deal. So yeah, it's it's not just Sertan, it's Sertan with with Russ without having a first pick uh, first round pick the next couple of years, or it's uh, Justin Jefferson and. Um, and you get a, you know, obviously you would still have your first round picks for the next couple of years. So oh. man, I don't damn I hate playing that game. It That's a dirty that game. Road. That's that dirty like uh, we said uh, New York media tabloid and sports news kind of you know discussion where it's everything outside of the actual stuff that matters that we're talking about as excuses as reasons. You know the Cabo stuff and the wristband stuff, all that kind of stuff. Danny, it's like when you're married and you tell the person, "I won't ever bring that up again." We've moved past it, and then we bring it up again. Because we're mad and pissed off. Like, bringing it up, you're kicking the dead horse. It is. Um, But here's what I think. I think that, for one, the season's over with. Like, the season. There's a 5% chance they make the playoffs. Every priority, like, and um, notion and narrative and mindset that, like, we had is all changed now this week. And NFL teams operate until they're literally physically calculated out eliminated mathematically from the playoffs a team three and seven but they're uh, division winners six and four will will still play as though they have a chance and once you're um again eliminated that's when the big decisions will kind of come and that's when these sweeping changes and the consideration for changes will kind of come so i've been the guy who has said um, you can't fire Nathaniel Hackett within this season. It's unheard of ever in the history of the NFL to fire a head coach in the first year of his tenure, other than like some crazy extenuating circumstances. And that's like in the 70s and the 60s, only a couple times ever. So it'd be such a embarrassment, okay? But there's a couple unique set of circumstances that accompany 
Nathaniel Hackett in his tenure and his hiring one. Mm-hmm. It was a George Payton hire before the Walton Panner Group owned the Broncos. Correct. So it's like a different owner. Okay, yeah. that, that's powerful there in this discussion. Evero has coordinated this defense at such a high level and it's got this kind of makeup and swagger that will have him amongst the head coaching candidates of the five or six or seven head coaching positions that will be available this next year. There's probably like a 60-40 chance he does become a head coach again. I mean, I'm sorry, for the first time because if he's just got this makeup, he's got this swagger, he's got this Robert, you know, Sala kind of stuff that um, makes him feel and look and operate to me as though like he's a leader. Of I think he'll get men. looks for sure. But if you, if they lose to the Raiders, they're firing Nathaniel Hackett on the plane ride back. Well, that's games here. This game's here, yeah. They're going to send him on a plane and fire him is what I mean. Uh, <laughs> they just ship him to <laughs> Vegas. Just go figure it out there. We're putting you on Elon's rocket. We're sending you to the moon. Or- Do you think there's anything against putting... Okay, so like I, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm tracking it. Yeah, I, keep, I, stay I with like me. the vibes. Stay with me. I'm here. But, uh, Watch this. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. So you give it to, you give it to Evero, and yeah, then the on. defense doesn't get the attention. Uh, no, not necessarily. For one, um, he's a defensive head coach, so he will remain focused on the defense, and he'll let Justin Outland will be fired as well. This is two things. For one, for one, I think there's like a 3% chance today or tomorrow that Nathaniel Hackett gets fired. By, I mean, like something could go down later today or tomorrow. There'll be a press conference the following day. That's something that I think um, that they're chewing on right now. Okay? Okay. Um, if they lose to the Raiders the following week, I, I promise you they'll blow this thing up and they'll fire Hackett. They'll fire Justin Outen. Mm-hmm. They will promote Clint Kubiak to offensive coordinator. He will call the plays just like he did in Minnesota next year. Everything else stays the same. And you go through the rest of the season with Evero as your head coach. You see if he sparks them like freaking Jeff Saturday sparked the Colts to 25 points. If they're scoring 22 or 20 points, you know, 20 to 22 points this whole season, the Colts mm-hmm. are six and three. They just can't score any points. Their defense has been pretty good. Their best player uh, has been hurt, and they switch quarterbacks. So, again, it's like we'll talk about Jeff Saturday for a second, too, in a little bit. But um, they lose to the Raiders. I promise he's fired. I just, like, w- with everything in me, I just w- would believe that to be true. And I think there's a slight little th- slim chance he gets fired there tomorrow. And you know what's but, frustrating about this is that even though some of it is on Wilson, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, you can't. No, that's true. Well, you just oh, have to be like, well, okay, so we can get rid of this one. I think this is such a horrible fit, and I think that Pete Carroll. I, I know Pete Carroll is one of the greatest football coaches in football history, and what I mean is national championships collegiately, sure, Super Bowl championship. Could have had another one. Very special. He's a master motivator. He's got this unique. Um, uh, every man kind of vibe. He's up and down the sidelines. He's getting, you know, clapping, position groups, all that kind of stuff. Vic Fangio would go through a whole game and not tap to a single player the whole game. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, you wouldn't come up to him and approach him the entire game. Pete Carroll is that kind of guy where he would make, you know, turn average guys into great players and great players into, you know, the Legion of Boom type of players. So, so what does Russell Wilson need? I think that Russell had no choice but to fall in line in Washington, in uh, with Seattle, he comes to Denver 
part of the coming to Denver was a bunch of promises made to him. We're going to do some things a certain way, some things your way. We're going to make some concessions. And that was literally part of the package. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that, I think that players should just kind of play and coaches should kind of just coach. And I think Russ didn't know what he had. Um, you don't know what you got till it's gone. I mean, Bree, they paved paradise and put up a parking lot. <laughs> okay. So you can't I'm, see the forest for the trees, <laughs> can you? So what I'm just saying is just like, I think another head coach could come in. I, I don't think it, I know it. Tua was going to go down as one of the biggest busts at a quarterback position ever. And now he's a top three candidate to be league MVP. Um, yeah, I mean, Daniel a lot Jones, can change. Jan- Daniel Jones and Saquon. I mean, like, you know how many, like the entire football universe was just wondering why the Giants had moved on from Daniel Jones and Saquon. Instead, they replaced him, their head coach, get Brian Dayball in there. They're 7-2. and two. They're one of the best stories in the NFL. And then the Vikings were an under 500 team the last couple of seasons. And the season before that, they were like a six-win team. This is the same dudes. Cousins. Um, Dalvin Cook, uh, Justin Jefferson, and some of the same defensive players. Kirk Cousins is an outlier because he's an outlier, but it was the same group of dudes last year who sucked. Yeah, and now they just had one of the biggest wins of any team in the season. What's the difference of all those three teams? Leadership. So Russ, while it looks like this freaking guy's got nothing left, and there's a chance he's washed, and he better go, you know, see if he can get a Tony Romo gig. I think under different circumstances and different leadership that he could have a renaissance, a resurgence, come back to life, all up yeah. Kirk Cousins. I don't. You, I think we'll be butting heads the rest of the season on this very topic. Okay. Well, what do you think? Why? 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 I don't. You I'm think not. That I don't. Russ is just kind of um, on the other side of the hill. Yeah, and I think that you're seeing a magnification of a lot of the bad tendencies and uh, ways of playing that he had. I, I, I don't even want to quote his QBR, but he hasn't. He's broken 50 once, and that was his first game <clears throat> of the season. There are some tremendously concerning things that you're seeing out of Russell Wilson's play. That if he does better next year, I want you to hold me accountable and be like, you were looking at this the wrong way. I do. I was low you on Russell Wilson to start. <laughs> you're so stupid. I would never talk to you like that because I Thank think you. I'm, I'm afraid, actually. Most people Hold should on. be. Well, not of you. Oh. I mean, you're tough and all that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm afraid you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I got to preface no. this because I think people think that I... Why, bastards? <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, I think that you, I came in very low on Russell Wilson. I you think did it. it would take you me. You kept a, your expectations in well, check. I, but I, I unfortunately Is that how you operate in life. I don't like to be disappointed, and a lot of people disappoint me. So oh your expectations God. in in life have to be fairly centered. There's your life advice for You're impossible for impossible to love. I, I am impossible to uh, convince to love. Okay. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but here's the thing. I then felt like I had to buy in and be excited and say, okay, at least this is going to be better than Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Flacco and Mark Sanchez. And I it don't even want to name all. Well, but that's the thing. That's the, that's the messed up thing. I almost swore again. I got to limit that. You but, can. You're good for like, you could do two a podcast. Yeah, I've already used a big one and I'm just going to leave it there. So with this one, it's just like you, 
Not you. Sorry, I'm not pointing fingers. Oh, in general, I think Broncos country, I think anyone watching football wanted to be like, well, at least it's an improvement. That was the first should int that shouldn't have happened. Like there shouldn't have been this like all of our woes are now solved and it's going to get better from here because that's mm. how you set yourself up for there was too many variables. You bring in a first time head coach. You just you sully well, the waters. You've been I, so drought ridden and thirsty. We, we were the blue. You know, we kind of wrote the blueprint for the Super Bowl winning future Hall of Fame quarterback who goes to another franchise and wins a, a Super Bowl somewhere else. Peyton did that. Russell Wilson Brady is not Peyton that. Manning. That's or Tom Brady. And I think that's what has been the ultimate realization, definitely for that um, comp or narrative, yeah. is that, again, he's a Hall of Famer, he's going to come here. The difference between Russell Wilson and Tom Brady and uh, Peyton Manning is Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are on the upper echelon Pikes Peak Tier 1 stratosphere of the top 10 quarterbacks, quarterbacks ever. But no, not touch top 10. We're talking about top five. It yeah. goes like Brady, it goes um, Peyton, you got John Elway, you got Joe Montana. Okay? Yeah. I mean, that's it. If you want to add like it's the echelon, Johnny Unitas or one of these old guys, you know, for the old guys out there, we, we, you know, we'll, we appreciate yesteryear, all that kind of stuff. But that's a, a tier and stratosphere that people don't realize. It's not just above the Aaron Rodgers and the Brett Favre's and the Marinos and Jim Kelly's. I know, but people were putting the Wilson Drew well, I think Russ is in that category of guy, at the lower end of that category of guy. Because all those guys, though, are one-time Super Bowl winners. It's amazing who, that's what, what gives them enough to exist in that realm. What do you mean? Because, all right, Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden wins two back-to-back. -back no, I don't find Russell Wilson is in the same category as uh, a lot of the... You don't think he's had a Favre, Breeze... No. Like career? No, I think Favre and Breeze are well, much okay, better well then, quarterbacks. Okay, then interesting. Well, then there's the next tier then. Because I, I'm with you. I think maybe, I think maybe it's touching the well, bottom. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Brett Favre are statistical giants. Mm -hmm. And where they make up for only have one Super Bowl is like... Aaron Rodgers is the greatest statistical quarterback of all time. Favre smashes all these numbers. Breeze got to the 400 touchdowns and the, you know, 80,000 passing yards, all that kind of stuff, which Russ was on pace with all that stuff. We thought Russ would come here and do that for the next five years. What he did there two years ago, throw 40 touchdowns two years ago. Mm -hmm. So we thought it'd be, you know, 30 times five, another 150 touchdowns on top of 300 that he already has. Yeah. It doesn't look like, again, who can get that guy back to that point or to that point or back to good, you know, like Matchbox 20 said. Um, <laughs> but Sean Payton, the guy who made Drew Brees, the guy who Russell Wilson wants to kind of have a second half and renaissance of his career like, it's got to be Sean Payton, to be honest with you. But if you can't get Sean Payton, you see what Evero has because Evero would be in the group of head coaches you would consider anyways after you fire Hackett. He's already in your building. You can get an up close and personal good look at see if you know this is the guy for you or not. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's not Sean Payton who you have to trade for, then I want Evero for the rest of the season. Um, see how that goes. Entertain Sean Payton and try to find the next Kevin O'Connell. The other option? Who they really, really liked here. The other option and is blowing it all up. What do you mean by that? George Payton? 
he could be included in that. If this ownership group is not happy with what they're seeing out of these decisions, and I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole because there's a lot to, to cover there that I think all week that you'll be talking about. I think just what's in general is that you can get rid of Hackett, but I do not think that solves your problems. Um, the, the head coaching changes that I saw this season would tell me otherwise. I would have to believe that. Oh, you're saying you could just bring in Jeff Saturday fan, and it could get better. Well, I'll tell you this about, let's talk about that for a second and then we'll come back and then we'll wrap this thing up. Okay. I mean, the Jeff Saturday thing is so interesting because I said, and you can run with this take and pretend it was your own. <laughs> I'm taking notes right now. In baseball, you can take a manager who was in the booth and he's never had any manager, managerial experience, but he's been in the booth forever. He was a former great player. Mm. You could have a former great player who's never managed, but he was a Hall of Famer. And you can have, uh, again, you may, you know, but he's came up, the pedigree, he was a bench coach, all that kind of stuff. In baseball, it's like anything kind of goes. It's weird, mm. you know? And even the NBA's got a little bit of that, where just the Nets have hired Steve Nash, and you're like, the fuck, Steve Nash? It's like, okay, I didn't know Steve Nash wanted to coach. He never coached. It's unheard of in the NFL. It's absolutely unheard of because everything's about pedigree, coaching tree, um, like waiting for your time, you know, um, minority coaches getting the short end of the stick, um, which is true. I mean, the league's, the entire league is black guys and all entire, every coach is white guy. So, you know, there's something to all of that kind of stuff. But if Jeff Saturday works, then you're going to have owners trying these same things. Mm-hmm. Going dipping into one of your franchise's greatest players to come solve your problems, to bring someone from the booth who has no coaching experience. Um, and again, it makes you think, well, is head coaching about letting your coordinators and the coaches, we got 50 coaches on the staff, letting, letting them coach, and you um, leading men, motivating men, making the you know tough decisions, go for two here, punt here. Uh, go for it on fourth here. Um, you know, those are big decisions you have to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But also, you know, Jeff Saturday wasn't in the playbook and calling all the plays. He might have helped you your first 20 scripted plays like every team does. Like, you know, I think it was a Mike Shanahan creation. He might have said we're going, you know, 13 or 14 run plays and we're going to throw it six times on these first 20. And there's, you know, again, but again, the play calls itself. That's your coordinators. So I'm not saying Jeff Saturday's going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay? It does seem kind of crazy. But after he does something they haven't done all season and look as good as they have, again, you, Sam Ellinger, sorry, buddy, we're bringing the veteran quarterback, the only guy who, if we're going to come back and make the playoffs, it'd only be because of Matt Ryan. Whether he has a little bit left or a tiny little drop left, it'd be because of him that we would find a way to come back and make the playoffs. You know? So... It was interesting. If this works, man, people are going to be. I, I said on Twitter, if Jeff Saturday pulls this off today, the Broncos need to hire Shannon Sharp tomorrow. Well, a lot of your arguments also go through the, just get flushed away with like it's the first time coach and everyone's too new and it's like what what is the actual problem? Man, leader of men stuff is so powerful. I though. thought that's what Hackett was hired to do because get, he was a people's. Person. Yeah, he was. He was a bit. He's a gift of gab. And a lot of people think big mouth equals great leader. 
And that's not the case at all. Right. Like Evero is, can be personable and a great leader. Vance Joseph was, you know, guys, we're close. <laughs> oh, guys, I love my guys. Oh, my guys. You know, well, it's a, it's a, you know, no one, it's a, it's, it's a reboot, not a rebuild. And he's like, I get the NFL. Just that I'm a winner. That's all shit that Vance literally talks. Kind of like Russell Wilson. A little bit. But he was too much players coach. I remember all the players in Vance got fired. Oh, man, we all love Vance. He was great. Well, yeah, he fucking sucked. He lost every game. Because he was, you know, too much of a, you know, Gary Kubiak? Man of respect, like a sheriff. Yeah, he was, you know, you. That's what I miss. I think that I just don't like the other side of it all. Oh, that's okay, because John Fox is what a football coach should be and look like. Same thing with Gary Kubiak. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's the, that's those guys were the ultimate. That's the Fangio and the young guy, unproven, kind of come together. And it almost goes to that Pete Carroll. What sh- Jeff Saturday had a little bit, I saw yesterday, was a little bit of Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's up and down the sidelines and trying to get everybody involved. And he's clapping and he's high-fiving and he's chewing the gum, chomping, you know, like he's not just standing there. Not moving, covering his face with the looking down at his sheet, sheet. thinking too much about what to call. Really, kind of like running the entire show and team throughout the game, like a conductor, a little bit Mm -hmm. like a conductor. So, I like that. Um, so that's it. My the Jeff Saturday thing could change the face of the way NFL the NFL hires and fires coaches Mm -hmm. uh, forever, or at least in a phase for sure. And I think that's kind of interesting. And I don't know if there's any connection there to the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos got a player like that who just come and start, you know, because um i don't know i don't know that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) i might ask that later we did that on the radio show it's like give me a bronco who can come and you want to coach team of course everyone's saying like peyton and stuff like that but what i meant was like a guy who was in the booth peyton wouldn't have the patience or a guy who's in media and those uh, the only couple guys those are are shannon terrell davis was with nfl network for a little bit man terrell davis looks sweet on the sideline both those guys are all muscled up and you know i think td would have a good time I think he'd be good, too, because uh, there's something, too, again, Shannon and Terrell Davis are two all-time great Broncos players and two all-time great players, but those guys were, one was a seventh-round pick and one was undrafted, right? Yeah. So, I mean, these like the greatest out-of-nowhere stories ever. Not first-round picks who always had it given it, handed to them, mm-hmm. who always, you know, were the five-star. These are guys who came from nothing, know what it was like to be on that other side to become an all-time great. And there's something to that, I think, that makes you be able to connect with uh, players. It's like, there's, there's a reason why Larry Bird and Michael or Magic Johnson coached Magic for, like, weeks and Larry for, like, a season and then not, then came back. From, like, they're all-time great players who the guys who they're coaching under them, they can't get them to do the things that they did. And they just can't almost, like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? Let's yeah. do it. And those guys are just like, I'm not Larry Bird. And I'm not Magic Johnson, you know, so. For sure. So I just think there's something to that. Jeff Saturday was just a dude, you know, who went on to be a, a really great player for that franchise. I think it's a unique story. I think it's interesting. I, we'll wrap this thing up. I think there's a 2.5.8% chance the Broncos fire Nathaniel Hackett later today. And we're like, what the? No way. Uh, I'll be like, Danny told me. So well, if you've got sources, once we go off the air. Um, you're my only source. Oh. But, um about that i just <laughs> i just think that um i think evero you have to have a look at because you can see right now what he would do with the same exact product mm-hmm. because we're thinking i think that if kevin o'connell was coaching this team they'd be six and three 
You know? Yeah. I think if Dayball was coaching these guys, they'd be six and three. Imagine five if we and had four. McDaniel. Mike McDaniel would be sweet. Oh, man. Dude, he would be so sweet because he's so quirky and different. Do you know what I was just thinking about, too? Before the season, he was doing an interview with somebody. Might have been. I don't know. NFL primetime might have been some. And they asked him, he made a comment that he said that Tua is like the most accurate passer or the most purest passer he's ever seen. So they asked him in the interview and they said, So uh, you said that Tua was the most accurate, the purest passer you've ever seen. Do you still hold that? Is there anyone else you could think of? And he goes, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was just like, what, was, what the fuck? Right. I mean, because Tua was. There hadn't been a player who everyone was so convinced couldn't play than Tua, it, like in years that I could remember, who's turned it around. And to me, Tua is like a top three candidate. It goes like Jalen Hurts. Uh, damn, I might be like Tua. Yeah. Tua might be like my next guy for MVP. Oh, I'd have no. to think about it. And someone starts spitting names at me, be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But I mean, like Fields is showing promise. He's going to need oh. a couple years, but. Fields got a lot of Lamar Jackson in him. So if you like that and you think you can win with that, Mm -hmm. then Justin Fields is the next that, and then you can take a, you know, where it's just you have to accept you're going to let your running quarterback loose. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Yeah. But we're all also, he's also going to carry us physically and literally to, like, you know, success. Ah, uh, what could have been? <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. So you still go Sertan? Um, yeah, because I think the Hall of Fame talent there, barring. You don't think Justin Fields is a Hall of Fame talent? Don't know yet. I don't think that I'm not discounting him in the yeah. slightest. I'm not saying what he couldn't be. I don't like to do a whole lot of that ceiling talk. Ceiling talk scares me. Well, yeah. Well, they, two, that's like, again, we that's fodder for podcasts and sports talk radio. But also, like, we say this all the time. We're solutions oriented. We don't, I don't want to look back and think about Josh uh, Allen and how he never. I don't want to talk him. about Josh Allen. I don't anymore. either. I don't. I don't want to talk about Josh Allen either. I want to think about how does this team get right for next year and who we have is Patrick Sertan. When they read his name off that card, I was like, <laughs> and because I like defense, I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting. I knew well, we needed to fix too, QB. Man. They don't go to Alabama players ever in the history of this franchise. So when you draft one the way they did, man, it had to be the right one. And he, he was, was like He's punching, special. punching. Someone things, asked you know the other day, me, who's defensive player of the year uh who are my candidates um damn mark micah parsons mm -hmm. uh zaire uh alexander from uh, minnesota and patrick certain i was like uh he's on that list okay dang i mean i, I mean know. i think so I, you know if he's a top 10 or 15 defensive player in the league already that's pretty powerful the sad thing is he that's won't have the stats of for of it you yeah. know what i mean he's not going to get the interceptions because he literally cannot be thrown at like if you're a qb throwing at patrick sertan you're admitting you're an idiot well champ used to make the broncos even if they didn't win with champ and you know champ went to that super bowl and they lost and he was hurt um they went to the afc championship game with uh, uh champ and jake Plummer. Mm -hmm. He shut down like a third of the field. He just shut totally shut down like half or third, you know, a third of the field. He just wouldn't throw that direction of the field. And it made them dangerous and unique and kind of made them help them keep them competitive even in the down years. Mm -hmm. So there is value to having a corner like that. There is a lot of value, even if it's like not the quarterback who has the ball in his hands all the time. Of course, the quarterback is more value than the cornerback. But again, if Sertan's like on this weird trajectory to have a chance to be an all-timer, which is, you know, Justin Fields has had some great games, but they're still losing games. A lot of decisions the Broncos have made throughout the years are compounding that people are like positional value, positional value. Maybe if you didn't put yourself in this uh, predicament after losing Peyton Manning and not setting up anything to overtake, like it's just, it's so many different things that you're not going to convince me that Patrick Sertan shouldn't be on this team. 
Uh, I agree. I'm with you because, man, it's like we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be in two years. You have to come back with Russ. You have to run it back with Russ next year. Like you have yeah. to, and I think he would want to. And if he struggles and can't, if it's if this who if this is who Russ is now next season, he'll retire. We're not stuck with Russ for seven years. He signed that big contract, but Russ, it's about a brand. You'd have a crisis of conscience at that point. Well, he just again he wouldn't want to go out there and continue to look bad. He's again Sierra's like still trying to make music and stuff. Right. So again, he has plant you know life. He wants that. Uh, Fox has a deal for Tom Brady waiting for him. Mm-hmm. He, I'm sure Russell Wilson thinks he's the next kind of Tony Romo and wants to be on TV, all that kind of stuff. So if you can't play anymore, he'll ride off into the sunset. We're not going to have to go through this for you know four or five or six years. If he can play next year, he'll come back and they'll be good, and we'll have a new leader and we'll find a way to figure this out. And if not, then we'll be back in the same situation. I want to uh, get this on the record years. here, just because we're playing off of what you said, Tom Brady. Although everybody makes fun of him for being you know maybe a little robotic or whatever we've seen him open up and be really like enigmatic great yeah i think that you'll see another step to that when he takes over for broadcasting that people who were like i don't know how that's gonna look are gonna be blown away by well because you haven't heard you don't hear a lot from it's just for one he didn't hear anything from tom it was Mm -hmm. the patriot way and the last couple years it's just like quips Mm -hmm. um of social media stuff i totally agree with you i think he'll be great because he's got man it's he's different he's he's got something kind of different i like tom brady quite a bit actually he's different than peyton but man i've kind of grown to love tom like i love peyton off the field i I like that yeah all right uh brie thanks oh yeah thank you twitter brie mace is 303 okay um what about all the radio shows and podcasts and things you do you can find me here mile high sports almost every single day but uh you can find me on the radio mile high sports radio 98.1 fm with the fan cave 1 to 2 p.m on mondays i am your cure for the case of the mondays rather and then you can find me uh every single day of the week monday through saturday with the let's talk broncos crew at 6 p.m mountain time okay um, and then those guys' moms come pick them up after the show, right? Yeah, yeah. I like or have to supervise them. No, not until we start winning. So get like, can we go to Yogurtland? <laughs> Menchies. Like, yeah, yeah. we, we prefer Menchies. <laughs> okay. Not sponsored. Uh, yet. Uh, <laughs> Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Go check those guys out. $750 sign-up bonus. Go take advantage of that. Easy, safe, secure, register, deposit, withdraw. We want to be withdrawers, not depositors. Mm-hmm. Uh, TotalBev.com, Total Beverage, those locations, superstores, go um, grab you a couple bottles of wine. It's the season of gifts. People, uh, good gifts are a bottle of Crown, a uh, couple, you know, a bottle of wine. Those are make for great gifts, gift cards as well to Total Bev. Um, shout out Mike Stadium Sports Cards as well. Guys uh, celebrating his 30th anniversary. Uh, 30 years. 30 years of sports cards. I mean, that's a lot of cards. That is a lot of cards. Maybe we'll open some packs of football cards next Monday. Let's do it. Yeah. Anything to stop the then bleed. we'll make a trade. Why? Oh. We have nothing else to talk about. I like it. Well, unless we do Let's go have with... some fun here because I don't like to fight you. I just like. I don't like to fight you either. You know. Sometimes I just... Because I'm scared of you. I'm kind of a pessimist, and people just don't know that. Uh, I think I force you sometimes to be positive, more positive than you would other li- otherwise this like to be. business does a little bit. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear me complain. Well, it ain't show friends. It's show business. <laughs> oh, my God. I okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, all my friends. Thanks, Bree. Good job. Uh, I'm Danny Williams. We are out of here. We'll uh, be back next Monday. Bree will be back next Monday. We'll be back tomorrow with another Broncos Bulls podcast. Let's find a way to um, get through the rest of the season without um, crying and try to be positive. Try to see if there's a light at the end of this tunnel, like (laughs) Russell said. Um, No promises. 
And I think there's a chance next week, by the time we're here next week, that maybe Evero's the head coach of this team. Something's got to give. All right. For Bree Mace, this time, Danny Williams, we appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.